Good morning, RVA. It's 30 degrees, but highs today will top out in the 60s. Bring on the warm weather, I say. I'm trying to get back to digging in my yard on the weekends, riding bikes without my toes going numb, and putting away my wool socks in favor of just not wearing socks ever. Get ready, because next week looks lovely. Unseasonable, sure, but lovely. Water cooler. A correction and an update. First, yesterday I mangled the members of City Council's Education and Human Services Committee. The correct list of members is as follows. Lynch, Chair, Newbill, Vice Chair, and Jones. Second, John Murden at South Richmond News found school board member Stephanie Rizzi's comments on the Richmond Crusade for Voters call to remove the superintendent of Richmond Public Schools. Rizzi gets at some of the important context that RCV has chosen to ignore, quote, Though there is undoubtedly more work to be done and a need for growth and change, there are conditions beyond RPS's control that disproportionately impact our students. Perhaps the original strategic plan did not take all of this into account and did not do enough to acknowledge that addressing the inequities our students face necessitates an all-hands-on-deck effort and that assigning blame without recognizing the complexities of our challenges is not a constructive approach. Love that last bit so much I put it in bold. Burn does a bit of counting based off of some of the statements released by other board members and doesn't think that the tear everything down and start over contingent has the necessary votes to get rid of the superintendent. That's nice, but like I said yesterday, it's exhausting to even have to worry about counting votes. Just a reminder that we re-elect all of these folks in November, and if you're unsatisfied with your representation on the school board, maybe consider running yourself. Did I already know about the Newland Music Prize? Quote, an award given to the best full-length album from the Richmond Petersburg metropolitan area based solely on artistic merit without regard to style or popularity. I'm not sure I did, but it sounds pretty neat and involves a community survey, like for bands instead of for bike lanes. Take a look at the 2024 Newland shortlist and make sure to add all of these local albums to your queue. Because listen, in the year of our Lord 2024, there's absolutely no excuse for letting your taste in music calcify to whatever was rad during your time in high school. Although there is a strong argument to be made about the rare musical excellence of 1994. This sounds fun. Axios Richmond's Simran Parwani reports on Free Play, Richmond's first queer video game exhibit. The exhibit is part of Diversity's Iridian Gallery, is free of charge, and runs through March 8th. Via the RVA subreddit, this picture of pollen coating a vehicle in February. What the heck? I thought we still had at least a handful of weeks left until the great pollening began. This morning's long read is titled, Rails to Trails, Recreation Paths Are Amazing, But It Sucks How They Take Forever to Build. Here's a quick case for more rail-to-trail projects. When we take an abandoned rail line, give it a glow-up and build a multi-use path right on top of it. We got a couple of these in Virginia that you've probably heard of before. The Virginia Creeper Trail, the Tobacco Heritage Trail, and the High Bridge Trail. Locally, we've got the James River Branch Trail, which would connect diagonally across the three major Southside thoroughfares. Note to self, that's another one to put on my yet-to-exist project tracker. Anyway, these are cool projects. Unfortunately, they often meet some of the same dumb resistance we'll most likely see as the region starts to build out sections of the Fall Line Trail. Fortunately, after these trails do open to public use, almost everyone ends up falling in love with them. Here's an excerpt. Honestly, I wish there was high-speed rail crisscrossing this entire nation to make travel easier for all, but the fact is we have thousands of miles of unused, decommissioned railroads all over the U.S. just rusting away unused. A former railroad makes for an incredible recreational and walking and biking path. Trains can't climb more than 5% grade, so the hills are never too bad. Trains can't turn tightly without derailing, so any changes in direction are fairly smooth and slight. Train tracks are typically near roads designed for cars, but off-highway completely in your own world, just a few hundred yards away. 
In terms of costs, it's ridiculously cheap compared to common infrastructure construction projects. Most railways get converted easily with a strip of pavement laid over the rail bed. If you'd like to suggest a long read to show up here, go chip in a couple of bucks on the old Patreon. That's patreon.com slash GMRVA. This morning's picture of the day is a picture of a pink Camilla. They're out. Intro and outro music by Matt Fisher. And you can find links to all these stories and more in the show notes or on gmrva.com.